millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Vic and M's Comedy Gems. My name's Vicky Hanlon. And I'm Emily Trasadar. Vic and M's Comedy Gems. Please don't. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vic and M's Comedy Gems. Hello, Vicky Hamlin. Hello, Emily Tressida. It's me, Emily Tressida. It is you. And this week we uh, have... Before we do that, sure. can I just say that this isn't the way that it's going to come out, but canonically in our real lives, this is the last one we're recording before you go overseas. Yes. So if either of us burst into tears at you any know point why. throughout this episode, you'll know why. Yeah. I'm just I'm just going to say before this, this episode happens that I'm very sad about the fact that you're going overseas. Sure. But also, I'm super jealous and everything like that. So Bless you. Yeah. I love making people jealous. I know I you do. for that. I know you do. Uh, speaking of making people jealous, <laughs> this will probably make some people jealous. This week's guest, I mean, you probably have never heard of him, no. but he is here at the Podloft. Might make some people jealous. It's the wonderful Will Anderson. Oh, Yay. thank you. for. Where are you going overseas? Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, all of overseas, I mean, like literally just, okay. everywhere but Australia. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'll do. <laughs> it's tough to explain that at border <laughs> security. Where are, like, where are you going? Everywhere, oh, anywhere but here. Any, literally, literally. Anywhere. As long as it's not Australia, <laughs> I, I will, will go, go to there. London. I won't go to any Australia. I won't go to walkabout though. No. I'm not no. going to anything that's Australian. No shame. I'm not going to visit no an Australian embassy. <laughs> if I get in trouble, if I'm I, WikiLeaks style, I need to. I'm going to the Ecuadorian embassy. I'm not going to the Aussie embassy. Hey, that'll keep you safe for a few years. It's pretty, fine. pretty much. Yeah. No, yeah. the plan, the quick, just so you get a quick synopsis, the plan is Vietnam to Iceland by land or sea. Okay. So like through Mongolia, Russia, Eastern Europe, down to go up and then through Scandinavia. But you haven't necessarily planned it all or are you, we've, or you've planned most of it already? We've planned the first five countries. Okay. Yeah. And That's then, all yeah. locked What are the loaded. first five? Um, Vietnam. Yeah. And then we have a cheeky flight because I've got some gigs in Malaysia. Yeah. And then China. <laughs> yeah. Shh. Uh, China, Mongolia, and Russia. Okay. The first five. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. Didn't yeah. book some Chinese and Mongolian gigs as well? Apparently there's no. gigs to do in China there that is, could be all right. I believe there is gigs yeah. in China. I yeah. reckon if you become huge in China, you're done. You're sorted. That's all you need? the population is so big yeah. that if you you wouldn't even need to be famous anywhere else because like billions of well, people would know who you are. We've had or will Not have this conversation on the podcast. <laughs> Timelines are fucked right now for this podcast. Sure. But of who is the most famous person in the world. And I was like, well, maybe Trump at the moment just because, you know, because maybe it was Obama and now it's Trump. Mm-hmm. But is it just some Chinese pop star and you just go by literally by numbers. amount of n- numbers of people that know that person? Is it a... Well, I would suggest it's going to be somebody who's famous in the Western world and, and in China. Yeah. So I'm just going to... Jesse gonna, J. <laughs> it's not... Well, the okay. first person who comes to my mind, and I think that I'm just going to... I'm going to lock it in. Yeah. I'm just going to lock it in okay. straight away. Right. Okay. The Rock. You reckon? I think The Rock <laughs> is the most famous person in the world. Yes. You reckon it's The Rock? Yep. Pretty much my... I'm not going to say my entire show, but a big part of my show this year 
was dedicated to, to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Really? Like, yes. she made the people's people, champion. The she most electrifying man in sports and entertainment. Yes. I made every audience that I had throughout festival chant the word Dwayne. Now, uh, so I've, I've met Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Stop. I'm actually going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I met him uh, back when he was mostly Dwayne The Rock, the Rock yes. Johnson. Yes, uh, He just was started doing some movie acting, but right. he came out to Australia to... Um, uh, to wrestle here in Melbourne, like <laughs> okay. they had a big WWE event, mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, so I, I, I had been a massive fan of his from the wrestling. He was my favourite wrestler by far, and um, <laughs> and I'm panicked. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was like, literally, like I don't think I've ever been more excited because I was still like I was a Triple J, still mm. kind of wasn't bored by the idea of meeting famous people. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, by the way, if anybody wants to know, do you ever get bored of it? Oh, yeah, real quickly. <laughs> real quickly. You get real unimpressed. Yeah. Real quickly. The amount of times the Prime Minister or someone's wandered into our radio studio and I'm You're just like, going, oh, this idiot. <laughs> well, what is this idiot doing? But, um, but genuinely excited to meet The Rock. My heart was beating out of my chest. And I, um, I was just, it was at the ABC radio studios in uh, in Melbourne in South Bank. I've been there too. Basically, have been at the same place at the same time yeah. basically so we f- we flew down because we were broadcasting out of sydney we mm-hmm. used to do the show on triple j and uh we flew down for the wrestling event and mm-hmm. um and to interview the rock so it was yep. me and adam spencer and the rock uh, what a beautiful. likely trio yeah, of people. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like radio is the only place where that meeting is happening oh and Australian i have a picture of it like because this is old school cameras and oh stuff you gosh. know like a picture of it like i have the worst like what I thought was a cool young person's haircut, yeah. but essentially looked like everybody who thought they were in Blink-182 in oh, that yeah. period yeah. of time. Yeah. Like bad tips and weird colours yeah. in my hair and all sorts of stuff. And you couldn't take that twice, so no, that's what but, you're left with. But he's he, he, he's done the whole, he's raised the eyebrow. Like it's oh, the old school rock, God. you know, Perfect. people's you champion. Smell? Yeah, can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> that was my way, outro music for the show, oh, just so you know. Well, that used to be my intro music. <laughs> I did, oh my gosh! I did an entire season of Melbourne Comedy festival and my intro music was that. yeah um Aww. and uh, so um yeah so heart beating out of my chest he was and as everybody already knows about the rock mm. but even way back then he was it's only rare in my life that i've met people who have a genuine show business charisma right you could even mm-hmm. tell back then you were yeah. like this guy is Something best. special. Yeah. yeah, there is just an aura around him that radio. And there's only a few people over the years that I've ever met who have that. Mm-hmm. And when you see them, they like. I mean, like, I don't like. The, I don't admire this person's work in the same way as I do with the Rock. But Will Smith's another person that I met. When okay. you meet I Will Smith, that, yeah. he just has this sort of energy right. that radiates out of him, and like everybody's having a good time around him. And they're yeah. both very polite. And that was the thing. Like the Rock, he gave us probably forty minutes of his time. He was super wow. polite. He was so. Anyway, this is even the best bit yet. Oh my gosh! That's so, not even the, I'm already dead. Sorry if I can't talk for the rest of the pod. I've died. So um, we go to the um, wrestling. Okay. And, uh, me and my don't friend, say he shouts out to you. I'll so die. So me and my friends had uh, bought like 
<laughs> down the front, there was these like you could buy the five hundred bucks a chair or yep. whatever ridiculous, or maybe it was even more than that. Actually, I think remembering, but anyway, Whoa. a stupid, a stupid amount of money. Mm-hmm. The thing being that you also got the chair to take home, oh, like those hey. folding wrestling <laughs> yeah, chairs, right? And you Which got... are like literally ten dollars from Kmart. <laughs> oh yeah, but they were branded WWE. Oh, right? okay, so, okay. You know. there you go. Yeah. And, that makes uh, it special. So, but the best thing is also like that. I don't think they do that anymore because like a thousand people coming out of a wrestling event carrying chairs. Yeah. It's yeah. not actually a good <laughs> they occupational health and safety. Well. <laughs> right? That was my bus seat. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was the one where uh, the, it might have been Edge, I reckon. Uh, I think it was Edge. Uh, but anyway, they'd been in New South Wales the night before mm. and then they're in Melbourne and he was trying to do a bit of heel work with the crowd Great. and this is like Great. one of my favourite moments. He goes, hey, uh, um, what did he say? Oh, no, he was trying to, I think he maybe he was trying to suck up to the people in Melbourne, I think was maybe what he was trying to do right. by burning by burning the people in Sydney. I right. think that's what he was trying right. to achieve. Yeah, yep. but he goes, "You Melbourne's the best. You guys are heaps better than New Wales." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, so close, oh. so close to burning that place, yeah. but Just... not quite." So oh. anyway, the Rock's wrestling, okay, and we're probably like. Three rows, four rows from the front. Mm-hmm. And it's like me and Justin Hamilton and my friend uh, Charlie Clawson, who I do my podcast with, and a couple of other people as well. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> uh, he's in the middle of the ring and he looks over and he spots us. <laughs> no. And he winks at us. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> As if, you didn't just, you as if you didn't just pass out and die and that's the end of your life. Uh, well, so the, good. Well, the great thing is too, <laughs> like, you know how ordinarily you mm. probably, what well, probably wouldn't be appropriate to be able to react the way you want to react when the rock winks at you in that like, yes. situation. Yes. Yes. Like normally you'd be like, I'll be cool about this. Like, yeah. We're in a public place, but <laughs> yeah. you're at the wrestling. Yeah. So you can it do was totally minds. appropriate for us to just be standing and like putting both <laughs> hands in the air and just like so celebrating. Like, I love that. It was a safe space yeah, yeah. to celebrate in the way that we wanted to celebrate Aww. being recognized by The Rock. That so, is, honestly, I, I that. could not have asked for a better send off. That is one of the, <laughs> the best, best stories I've ever heard. I love him so much. I got everyone to, ch- anyone that is listening to this that chanted the word Dwayne, how good a story was that? Yeah. That just made my maybe week. <laughs> that reminds me of a time, though, when I went to Tweedhead's RSL just up in the Queensland. Same. It's the same. And I was quite young. I was maybe like 15. Yep. And I was going to my first concert. At Tweedhead's. At Tweedhead's RSL. Right. Jimmy Barnes. Oh, yeah, nice. That's with my first mom, concert. With my mom and was a it, group of during his soul period? Is this, is this what we're talking about? Was it, or was it no, like he, old school Jimmy Barnes being Jimmy Barnes? No, he, it, was like a, it was almost like the precipice of both, I think. Okay. Yeah. Like he had a couple of old gold and then um, the album with Chain of Fools on it. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, yeah. And then so I was, we went to this concert and my mum had friends that all went. So they got like four high tables because I was small and we're in the mosh pit. So they got four high mosh pit. It wasn't a mosh pit. It was just people <laughs> hanging out. And got four high tables and like sh- sort of sheltered me. I was standing in the middle of them and I had four tables around me so that I could like dance but like no one could like get to Get me. to you. Yeah. Like a Protect ba- the 15-year-old. Basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm like there like standing in between these four tables and Jimmy Barnes is like, two meters away from me if that right i'm like yeah jimmy like this is the best thing ever this is amazing and then at one stage he did like a headbang 
and his sweat flew from his face <laughs> right onto my face. And I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Oh. So I grew up in a country um, <laughs> not really liking cold chisel or Jimmy Butts. Mm-hmm. Um, because at our local um, nightclub, you know, when you were growing up, there, it was a place called Ringers. Mine's right. 21st Century Nightclub in Frankston. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, 21st Century Nightclub in Frankston looked like a Justin Hemmers, the Ivy, <laughs> compared to Ringer, great. Ringers in Sale. In Sale, yeah, great. Uh, Ringers in Sale, which at the time was famous for, um, they had this thing where a, boy, a man and a woman had to go into a tent and I don't know if it was for drink cards or whatever. I can't remember what the conceit was. Mm. And change into each other's clothes. That was oh. one of the amazing things that Jesus. always happened at Ringus. Um, okay. so and for those that don't know 21st Century Dance Club, rotating, rotating dance, dance floor. floor. <laughs> yep. Wow. <laughs> rotating dance yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. It was like a sushi train <laughs> yep. picking up. Oh, boy. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Tinder before Tinder yeah. existed. You're gone. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, so at Ringus, they basically only ever played... This was the way that the music would work at Ringers. It would be like a song that had the word sex in it. So like Prince or like George Michael. Sure. Or Let's Talk About mm-hmm. Sex by Salt and Pepper. Mm-hmm. Then it would be a Barnsley or Chisel song. Okay. And then it would be like a, another generic Australian rock song. But yep. essentially that was all you would ever hear. So I grew up associating Jimmy Barnes and Cold Chisel with the sort of... That culture. The, yeah. The sort yeah. of guys that I didn't necessarily fit in with right. you know I was like into The Cure and the Beastie Boys yep. and these sort of bands and like yep. it wasn't really my thing but then when I went to university I, had a, I started listening to Triple J and it was funny because like I had a friend who was t- massively into Triple J but also loved like old cold chisel stuff and she, yep. goes, oh, she goes no nah, it's not Bogan Rock it's like go and listen like oh, heaps of their songs are really political like yep. yeah. you know like even Kaysan like mm-hmm. people think of that as being that quintessentially Aussie Bogan song but it, it's kind of actually interesting that our quintessential Aussie Bogan song isn't like, you know, get drunk and fall totally on the true. ground and yeah. like blah, blah. It's this like, you know, tale of a returned serviceman who's having trouble readjusting. To, like, you know, so I was like, oh, okay. And I later on saw them when they reformed. And honestly, it was one of the, the better, they were great musicians, like yeah. really great songs. I was actually a bit blown away for a yeah. person yeah. who'd never owned a Cold Chisel album in my life. Yeah. But anyway, years later... Jimmy Barnes became one of our regular guests on Glasshouse when we were doing that at the ABC. Yep. To, and he loved it so much that if we would have somebody pull out, like so occasionally you'd have someone pull out on the day or the day before. Yep. Yeah. He would be our go-to guy. So I love you, Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. Suddenly we were living in this world where like if someone pulled out, our filling guy was always like, let's call Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's always got a story. Can you right? imagine if that's your, that's, I just got, oh, this person dropped out of a gig. I'm just going to get Jimmy Barnes to fill in for that person. And I love that that was world. something he would do though too. Yeah. Well, he like, loved, yeah, mate, whatever you want. Let's do it tonight. Well, you know how he's, beca- kind of, he's now that's a bit what he does. He wrote yeah. all those books and he did yeah. those like spoken word and he tells all these stories of his life. And mm-hmm. he's an amazing storyteller. But back then he wasn't really doing that yet. So yeah. we would just hear all these stories that were... I remember we were talking about um, Ben Cousins, the footballer, was going through his drug troubles and he'd flown to America to go to rehab. Yep. Yep. And Jimmy told us this story of like when he went to rehab in, in America and, of course, as he said, they're more worried about you taking drugs off planes then they're worried about you taking drugs on, on planes. Yeah, no one wants you to bring drugs into the country, but if you're taking some drugs out of the country, <laughs> they're willing to look the other way a <laughs> yeah. little bit, right? As long as all the drugs are gone yeah, by the yeah. time you get to the other end. <laughs> so as he said, if you're going flying over to America for rehab and you know you're being picked up at the other end, 
is like so he went onto this plane and he told us this I, I, I may be getting the details are right this but he got took like three grams of coke and like six pills or whatever onto the plane for the flight yeah yep. just thinking i will do it all so at the I start got, he, i've got a day to kill right yeah. what are you gonna do well 14 hours it's a waking day still going pretty hard <laughs> Yeah, I know a drink in the air is two on the ground, but I don't yeah. know what it is. To be <laughs> so he said at the start he was like going into the um, you know toilet and you know doing that, but by the end of the flight he was just like racking up coke Great. on his tray table. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I guess you would just like slowly become more conspicuous because you just be like, course. fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Your yeah. decision making process yeah. might be slightly 100%. impaired by. Yeah. Why would I do you... that when I can do it here? No. I mean, okay. all you need to do to see that is go to festival closing night party after 3 a.m. and then you're fine. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> oh, people that don't know how to make decisions? Done. Yeah. There you go. Well, <laughs> I mean, that. if you're at the festival club. After yeah. 3 a.m., you've already... <laughs> Made a mistake. <laughs> Made a very yeah. big mistake. <laughs> I did that for the first time in ages this year, actually. I, I normally avoid the festival club like plague, but mostly because, you know, when I was a younger comic, you know, we just lived there and yep. I, I've done my time. And, yeah. You know, I go back and see people doing what we did and realise what we must have looked like to, to the, other, the yeah. old people. Yeah. And I don't want that sense of <laughs> reality about... I'd like to still, you know, kind of... Look back in that and go, oh, weren't we so cool and young and carefree? And yeah, like, yeah. But, uh, but on Sunday night, the end of the festival, um, I'd been to the drunk cast, the Dum Dum Club drunk cast, and then went down to Bob. And then somebody was like, do you want to go to the festival club? And it was already like <laughs> one o'clock or two o'clock. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go to the festival club. Why not? Club. You know Live what? it up. I didn't make it down to the floor. Oh, you I only made it to the top bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went straight to a corner and yeah. sat in the corner. But Love still, that. I still yeah. made it. Well, I like, didn't go. Yeah, so. Well, yeah. You also lost your pass and that made your decision for you. Yeah, but I think the universe really... I found it again. Okay. After... Like, I could have... I found it when I got home and I was like, I could go out. But yeah. then I was like, nah. I'll be right. Yeah. I well, mean... I was deciding because, like, I've had a, a festival from hell. So I was kind of deciding whether to go or not. Yeah. And then I decided to go for a couple of hours, hung out with like some very good friends of mine and then left at an appropriate time and had the best time I've had at Festival Club in ages. Okay. It was very lovely. Yeah. No, I had a good time too. Yeah. I was, uh, I uh, had, like, it was actually very nice. I actually was like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. Seeing other people and talking to them is actually a pleasant thing. To yeah. Do. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay. I shouldn't okay. avoid it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the other night, um, I got... I don't like to go out to things. I, I really am a, a, a real hermit and I certainly don't like to go out to anything where there might be like photographers yeah, or an opening sure. of anything or the, yeah. I, 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 that is not my scene at all. Yeah. Anywhere where you might go, oh, that person looks famous but I don't know who they are. They're clearly an Instagram influencer. Yeah. yeah. is not a space that I feel particularly comfortable sure. in. Yeah. That always but, used to be home and away person and now it's yeah. Instagram influencer and I'm like, oh, I don't know who you are but I should, I guess. Yeah. You can tell who an Instagram influencer is in those situations because they are unreasonably attractive. Yep. They're dressed <laughs> up a little bit more than normal people would dress up yep. but you have no Idea no idea are. at all. You so, must be yeah. famous on Instagram. Yeah, it yeah. was um, the premiere of the Avengers Endgame the other night. And uh, I am do not. No, oh, yeah, no. I'll tell you all about it. It's, it's three hours. I'm about to describe every. I'm about minute. to. Go, I'm going to go see it in five hours time. So yesterday. Well, this is the example of. This is what we could talk about it. This is what I was going to say to you yeah. though. Is I was like that. I could not. Like I was like, I can't have this movie spoiled for me. Yeah. I've waited so long. I've spent the last month re-watching all the films. Sure. Like, yeah. I'm so invested in this. Like, 
And I got offered tickets to the premiere and I was like, I've got to go. I've got to go to the premiere. I've yeah. got to see it the minute that I can yeah. see it, right? Yeah. But I go to those things and literally like I put on like a hat. Yeah. I put on like clothes so no one can see who I Great. pulled over my face. And You're then like I realise I look really dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I look like there must be security people going, what's going on with that dude? Because I'm here having a good time. On, like, the... He's in a corner like, don't yeah. look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I'd like to think that the Instagram influencers are looking at you, going, "Who is that guy? And yeah. where, does, where does he think he is?" Beat, you know. Is that like a new Instagram trend, <laughs> hiding everything about yeah. you? Because if so, I'm on board. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, spoilers. Oh um, no, it's super it's great. Super great. Yeah. Super great. It's like, okay, good. It, if you love those, all yeah. I, would I mean, say I do. Is, I if love you so love much. those movies and you are hoping. Geez, it'd be good if they could just land this and not fuck it up. Yeah, they've done they it. They have. Okay, yeah. good. They really they, have. And good. in ways you didn't know you no. needed. All right, that's enough. <laughs> well, here's what I can say without spoiling any of it. Is honestly, the thing that I looked at it from the point of view of is, A, just as a movie, it's fantastic. But let's not go into that because yep. that risks us Some talking spoilers. about something. Yeah, but sure. I'm like what, Spider-Man. I'll spoil it. <laughs> yeah, right? God. So you know that um, Spider-Man's dad... Is a comic, right? Right. Yeah. So Dominic Holland's, uh, sorry, uh, what's that? Tom Holland's Holland's dad is Dominic Holland. He's a UK comedian who um, I've worked with over the years. He used to come out to Australia and do shows and stuff. Right. And um, we were all, uh, guys of our generation who know Dominic, were all like, oh my God, our friend is like Spider Man's dad. I love that. I love that too. Pretty that's cool. So, that's pretty cool. Do you know what I mean? No, like, really. Because it's kind of like one of those things. If like just one day, like I don't know, like Sam Taunton yes. had a kid, and yes. his kid was Batman. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, I would love that. Taunts, please have a child, and please. Oh, I was die? trying. To, oh no. I was no. trying to have a look they're at murdered, actually, and then. Oh well, yeah. I don't think the people who play Batman. <laughs> okay, right. I don't think just to get in character. <laughs> no, no, they no. murder their family. I want his well. child to actually <laughs> be. No, I want his child oh, to, to actually be Batman. Be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Not play Batman, be Batman. Yeah, what I was saying was Sam Taunton has a kid and then we murder Sam yeah. and his partner yes. in an alleyway after a show exactly. in front of the child <laughs> and then put the child in a cave full of bats. Yes. Anyway, for no real reason, just to see what happens. Just to see what happens. It's just fine. Test the theory. <laughs> um, but the thing that I admired also is as someone who's like made lots of things, never made a movie or anything, but just the idea of having to deal with all those things that they needed to do yeah, and the level of expectation that would come with it and then to actually pull it off. Yeah. I, I have twice in one month seen artists do that and the other one was I went and saw Hannah Gadsby's show, Douglas, and just as a comedian, I was just like, the pressure that would have been on her oh, to yeah, follow absolutely. up something that was, you know, I mean, a groundbreaking, you know, world-changing show. And literally world-changing and, as well. Like, But because of the nature of it as well, you know, you knew that there was going to be so many critical eyes on whatever she did next. Totally. For her to be able to absorb that pressure, come back and do something else. And, and, and again, like, that, I felt the same way at the end of Hannah's show that I felt at the end of Endgame in a way, which was like, well done. Like, you have just both... Nail this, yeah, and, yeah. You know, people can have their own quibbles about, you know, how, how you judge, you know, whether you like Douglas more than you like Nanette or vice versa will be personal taste. It has nothing to do with the quality, quality of what they've done. Yeah. And right. it's the same with Endgame. Like, okay. there'll be people who like or don't like some decisions they've made because sure. yeah. everyone has different choices. But yeah. 
but you the cannot actual, yeah, yeah. like walk away from that and go, well, that bad, bad movie. Like, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they did as good a job as they possibly could. <laughs> yeah, right. And any quibbles are pretty much up to how you feel about things totally. you know, individually. Well, but that, as that makes movie, me happy. Yeah. Walk away yeah. silently. Just yeah. like, fuck, that yeah. was good. Okay. And it's a lot, though. I yeah. will say that. It's three hours. It's three hours. Oh, Don't drink too much oh, beforehand. Yeah. Get yourself you, a get, large... Get hydrated, though. Drink a lot of water beforehand. But you need pee. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, you don't want to drink too much. Like, yeah. So I, I reckon the balance is, if uh, if I could suggest that. Do you like popcorn? Yeah. Do you eat popcorn? Yes, I do. So, all right. So make sure you're hydrated. Have have the drink as well, I mean, that you have in there. But yeah. get a popcorn. <laughs> yeah. A popcorn's good for just sucking a little bit of water yeah. out yeah, of that's you at true, some yeah. stage. So and it's just, salty too. Yeah. So, what like, it'll just... Yeah, just suck you up a little bit. What is your thoughts? That was a horrible noise. So, I apologize. Never do that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a friend that I've known for, like, since high school who started, like, when we were maybe in our early, no, mid-20s, started dating this girl and who is now one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. But the first time we ever went to the movies together, she did not let him eat anything before the actual movie started. So, like, my partner at the time and I just, like, started eating the food through the trailers. And then by the time it oh. actually gets to the movies, the actual movie, I'm done with food. Yeah, like, I've no. eaten my choc top. Mm. I've, I've, I've eaten all the popcorn I'm going to eat. And I'm just going to go through the drink in the movie. No. What do you, No? We, we have... We also... My partner and I also have... a. A rule. Yeah, rules, yes. It, the trail, You can have like one hand of popcorn during the trailer, yeah. but you have to save the popcorn for the movie. Really? Yeah. Why? Like, yesterday when we went and saw Endgame, we had the popcorn and he was like, I don't think we should eat any in the trailers. And I'm like, you're correct. Let's not eat. But then, because, you're, but then, then you're concentrating you have... on the food while you're watching the movie. No, oh, it's just no. like a... You want both. Yeah. However, I will say this. I, I, just for the record, I got two popcorns because it was a long movie <laughs> and that's the best way to do it. Then no, you don't have to worry about... Popcorn? Yep, one under the seat. Just I love it under that. The seat. I didn't eat all the second one, but it was there. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. You had the safety of having it there. If, if I needed it, yeah, I, it, would, yeah. it was yeah. going to be there for me. I wasn't going to get to a point an hour from the end and go, "Geez, I'd like some more popcorn." Yes, and be without popcorn. I don't think I've ever, I've, I've never finished that. a bucket of popcorn in my entire life. You live a very different life. <laughs> so <laughs> I eat like as much as I can until the movie starts, and then the movie starts, and I've eaten like maybe the top layer. Of the popcorn. What? And then I hand it off to my sister, who I'm usually going to see a movie with, and then she eats it throughout the rest of the movie, and I'm done with it. Normally, in order of things I enjoy about going to the movies, yep. uh, popcorn is number one. Sure. Sitting uh, comfortably in a cold room is number two. Yes. And the movie is normally number three. Yeah. The sitting like comfortably I, in a cold room is yeah. my number one. I love that. So, popcorn, um, uh, I love, I reckon, eat through the movie. Yeah. However, I will say this again, I'm trying not to spoil anything. The problem is if a movie starts with some quiet stuff, yeah, then you have to be considerate. Yeah, if there's people nearby, people start opening their chalk top wrappers and stuff like that during the movie. Fuck off. Speaking absolutely, a lot of that in comedy shows now too. People sitting in the front row eating a bag of chips. I'm like, I'm not Captain America. I can (laughs) hear you. Yeah, (laughs) and it's quite distracting actually. I yeah, well I I ran a venue this year and it the venue like it was a pub and it served food and the amount of people that were like, Oh, can we take food up into the thing? And I was like, Well, I mean Technically Technically, yes. yeah. Mm. We prefer you not to and also like you've just ordered a steak and chips. Yeah. You'll have to eat that on that? your lap. There's no tables. Yeah. It's just like Also the person's trying to make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> So you your might mouth choke. Is yeah, your exactly. mouth is full. Yeah, it's going to smell for other yep. people who are in the audience. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of 
Like, oh, can I just say quickly one yeah, thing? I was going to tell you about um, uh, Stephen Gates, Gatesy from Tripods, yes, who, sure. who doesn't watch trailers. Mm-hmm. So he never watches trailers. Sure. He has a theory that, like, you know, trailers spoil a lot. Right. Good news about Endgame is they only gave them eight minutes from the entire film. I was going to say, yeah, film, they only gave them a little bit of and footage. And they only use stuff, I think, from about the first 15 minutes of the film is yeah. in the trailers. I and feel like that should be a general rule. Like, it should be only allowed to have... Christopher like Nolan was always yes. only third, only first third of the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. only well, ever going to see. You know. Yeah, my partner turned over to me, like turned over to me, like Looked lent over, <laughs> lent over to me. No, we were in the movie, right. so he lent over to me and very quietly was like, "Oh, I'm so glad the trailer didn't ruin anything." Yeah. Like, yeah. that was one of the things he was like, that is yeah. so good. Yeah, they, um, they, and, and in fact, with the Marvel ones, they sometimes lie in their trailers. Yeah. Yes. They'll leave major characters out of scenes or add them yeah. in the scenes yep. just to confuse you, which is good. But, I love that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he, but he doesn't watch trailers mm. at all, mm. even when he's at the movies. Okay. So, going wow. to see a movie with him is one of the funniest experiences <laughs> because... He won't wait outside until the trailers are done. We'll okay. go in and we'll get our seats, God. right? What? So we'll be there. We'll be sitting there. We'll be having a chat or whatever. And then the trailers come on and he's got a whole thing prepared. Really? So he headphones on. Headphones. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like listens to something <laughs> right. and then he puts his head in his lap and then you just tap him on the shoulder. Oh, the, my God. <laughs> when the trailers are done. <laughs> what if he ever goes by himself? I guess he doesn't. Well, I guess either. I don't know what. I, I've only observed when, when I'm there. there so, yeah. But, yeah. You'd have to just like every time to be like, no, we're done. No, that's great. Yeah. That's commitment to the bit. Yeah. Is it? You don't want to see the trailers. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't want to see the trailers. You could just wait trailers. outside. Part of the I experience of going well. to the movies for me is the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. I'm like, what's coming? Yeah, what's that's why coming? I eat the popcorn during them. I'm so excited. Nah, <laughs> that popcorn is under the seat. No one's touching it. We are done. Okay. I just don't feel like there should be firm and fast rules for the... the no, also that. Not. Also just that. eat popcorn, all of it. Live you, your once life. You're in the, once you've <laughs> got... Not all the... of us get two bu- buckets of popcorn, <laughs> though, I'm, Will. I'm doing very well. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the incentives. Yeah, yeah right. Um, no, it, it, well... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. I, I just think you can eat your popcorn from the minute you get your popcorn. Yes. To the minute the popcorn's gone. Yeah. That is that is how, the, I, when you can I eat also your yeah. agree with that. So therefore the rule of not being allowed to like this my my friend's now wife literally put that rule and said we are not allowed and they still got married. Yep. Very surprising. Yep, married two kids, they're very happy. <laughs> I I I used to I used to, to she, her, one of her favorite things is movie popcorn and, and when she was sick I always used to go to the movies and just buy her a thing of popcorn Aww. and take it to her house and give it to yes. her. That's so sweet. I'm a good friend. Yes. yes. Did you tell her that she couldn't start eating? Yeah, you can't so? start. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of distracting things in the cinema, someone this is not a spoiler but someone had Thanos's like the gland, yeah. Yeah. Um in like a, be amazing a, if it was a spoiler that someone in the cinema had it. <laughs> You'll never believe the twist. <laughs> it's a real 4D experience. Right. I have taken it to a whole new level. 
have a guy behind us had the to- a toy version of that. Sure. Yeah. And just like before the movie started, it, it kept making noise and he kept like making it make noise. And I was like, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I put, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, he just didn't use it throughout the film, which was really good. good. I was in, um, Ella, I went to the premiere of, um, it must have been maybe The Last, the last Jedi, I think. Um, so whatever the last Star Wars movie was, The Last yep. Jedi, I think mm-hmm. it was. And... I was like uh, the Grove, which was like just down the road yep. from where I live, decided they were doing like 24 hour a day screenings of the new Star Wars movie. Sure. And I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. In fact, you know how everyone hated The Last Jedi because it was like, it, anyway, I really there, liked there was a lot of, well, so the first Star Wars movie I've ever liked. Oh, really? Which is probably a symptom <laughs> of why the people who love Star sure. Wars, because yeah. I don't really like Star Wars, but yeah. I love The Last Jedi. Mm. And the people who love Star Wars didn't really like The Last Jedi. But anyway, I, I thought it was a great I film. Loved I love Star really... Wars and liked The Last Jedi quite a lot, actually. So. Yeah, good. Well, there you go. Well, I when just I say, like to enjoy things, you yeah. know? <laughs> well, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was fantastic. But I saw it in two goes because uh, the first night I went to see it, I saw some news footage. Mm-hmm. And it was all these people dressed up, you know, as Star Wars characters down at the Grove. Mm. And I was like, you know what? That's like literally 10 minutes down the road from me. Yeah. Why am I sitting home tonight, like watching TV or whatever? Yeah. I, I'm going to go down there yeah. and see if I can get a ticket. Because they're showing it in every cinema. Surely there's one ticket. Through the somewhere. thing. I'll be able to find a ticket to yeah. it. Like, and, and, and sit in the audience with, you know, these Star Wars fans, you know, dressed in their Star Wars gear and stuff. And so I went down. It was really exciting. I was sitting literally in the front row of the yeah. the cinema and, like, you know, legal weed. So I'd had, like, you know, some of that. And Brilliant. I shuffled down in my, you know, big overcoat, comfortable <laughs> shoes, you know, like down to it. the, you know, because you're just by yourself too. So you don't yeah. have to... Slippers in your PJs. Yeah. yeah, right. It was pretty much that. Yeah. Right? It was the, you know, definitely tracksuit pants. You know, very comfortable. Lots of food. Yep. Anyway, 10 minutes, 15 minutes in, the alarms start going off in the oh, cinema. No. And suddenly the shouting and suddenly there's like... And anyway, this wasn't that was much say, longer God, after in the... in LA as well. Well, this yeah. wasn't much longer after the Batman, you know, massacre yeah. at the cinema. Right. And... Yeah, like you said, LA and and because everyone's got lightsabers and all these sort of things, I guess like also just a bit hard to tell what's, what's a weapon and yeah. what's not a weapon. So anyway, we had to evacuate the theaters because I thought there was a gunman there who was about to kill everybody, which was oh. like a pretty full on experience to be yeah. in the middle of, you know, yeah. like and and to see how people react in that situation. Like most people were pretty calm, but like parents yeah like you can tell parents yeah. suddenly just grab kids and you know go towards the exit and there's a few people that's like oh this is probably a drill or whatever but as, yeah. as people start to rush towards the exits it gets a little bit more, more real. Like, yeah yeah more real and more real and but of course at the same time they're all dressed as star wars characters <laughs> yeah so, like you're rushing the seriousness of like, it. Yeah, parents with screaming babies like running away from a potential gunman and then there's like darth vader and, like, <laughs> <laughs> as well. Yeah, it was bizarre. <laughs> what an experience. Well, that would have helped, I guess, also, like, did you get to go, I guess... You they did... gave us free tickets to go. Yeah, go yeah. Again. Again. yeah. That's yeah. what that's what happened when I went and saw the... Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. it was Spider-Man. Um, and, yeah, like, everyone was... There was a scene where there, there could have been an alarm going off in the movie. Right. And so, for a while, everyone's just like... I mean, it's a weird stylistic choice to have it go over the, the voices, but right. okay. And then it just kept going and going and going and everyone's, and then the lights came off and that's when everyone just went, 
oh, right, <laughs> not, right, not part film. of the movie. Like, but for a while I was like, I mean, it, it, yeah, I can see how this is part of the, sure, okay. But, yeah, but they gave us free tickets. Yeah. And well, it, it, makes, it, wasn't it, even, it wasn't even a fire or anything yeah. like that. We got uh, free tickets and also I have a pair of 3D glasses at home now because, of course, <laughs> they took us all out. <laughs> the other way. You couldn't get rid of them. <laughs> I, like, I think you were meant to go back and drop them off or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm not going back in there. There might be a fucking gunman. Yeah. <laughs> Taking yeah. these 3D glasses and these. shuffling home. <laughs> well, yeah, ours was the fire alarm and then it ended up being a flood in the car park. Right. Was like, And the just entire cinema of the Jam Factory in Melbourne wow. got... Uh, like because there was just a bit of a flood in the car park. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Very. Good. Just a bit of a flood. <laughs> just a bit of a flood. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, is it that time? Not quite. Great. It's not that time. <laughs> um, I want to speak quickly. We want to speak quickly about comedy, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I have one quick question. Please. What are your aspirations in life? <laughs> like in general? Yeah. Like, do you have do you have stuff that you're like shooting for now that you've pretty much achieved? I mean, you can buy two buckets of popcorn. It's true. What else can you do? <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll try to give you a, like an honest answer. I don't, I don't really know what the honest answer is. I always think that um, asking me now mm. what I used to think mm. is almost the most unreliable person you can ask. Because, <laughs> right. you know, the older we get, the more we reframe our past through our modern day experiences. Definitely. And, you know, like it's very easy for me to now look back on things and reframe them in whatever way I want to reframe them in. So, like, with that caveat, mm. you know, like, um, I would say that I think that I've achieved much more than I ever dreamed that I would have achieved. So, um, when I first started out doing comedy in Melbourne, comedy wasn't really a thing right. that, like, it was still running away to join the circus. You know, right. we're talking Not 25 years ago. You, you know, the festival was only four or five years old when yeah. I started doing comedy. You know, it was more just gigs around town. Yeah. There wasn't people necessarily... I mean, there would be... There had been a few people have a radio job, a few people have a TV show, but yeah. it wasn't sort of that, career. you know, career thing now that people would get into and go, oh, well, I'll become a stand-up comedian because I've seen, you know, um, so-and-so do this and so-and-so do this. Yeah. And you, you get your radio job and you go, you get your TV show and you mm. do the gala and you blah, blah, blah. And there's this kind of sense of here's how you can progress through the industry and do what yeah. it is. Yeah, there's always a, a ladder now even though you can't really... Yeah, it's a weird ladder. Yeah. Yeah. With a, it's, well, it's, it's, it's there a, but it moves sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, wait. Bit, <laughs> it's a bit snakes and ladders, but, yeah. yes. but you're aware that there are ladders. Yeah, yes, If exactly. you keep going, you're not necessarily sure where the ladders are going to be, but yeah. you know that there is a sense that you can progress through go. it and go yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And even more so now that you can progress through it and go, go to a whole bunch of different places. Sure. Mm. Like yeah. it's not like, you know... Yeah, the the end goal now is a commercial TV show or a commercial radio show because they're not really those things are yeah. you know becoming less and less relevant to the overall society. But, yeah. Um, but when I started, it wasn't any of that to yeah. be honest. So it was really just running away to join the circus. Still, so when you talk about the idea of what were your ambitions in doing it, mm. I mean, I had ambition of doing the comedy festival. Mm. I had an ambition of you know getting on the gala. Yeah. You know. Um, Maybe going overseas. I reckon I probably wanted to go to Edinburgh or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that was kind of it. Like, yeah, you know, right. in regard to what my grand ambitions of, like, you know, being a comedian, you know, were at that point. Do you think so, it was helpful to have that? Like, to just kind of be like, well, like, I don't really know where I can go, but we'll just I guess, keep doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'll just keep oh, doing stuff. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I, I didn't get into comedy because of what... Uh, I thought that I would get out of comedy. Yeah. I got into comedy because I got to a point in my life where I realized that it was the only thing that 
I could do. Yeah. You know, as in, it was the only thing that was going to interest me and, yeah. you yeah. know, engage me. And, uh, you know, I often say that comedians, there's a little part of you that you will never necessarily acknowledge it out loud, but mm. there's something about being a comedian is that you're signing up to a life of trying to master something that is unmasterable. Mm -hmm. So that's what being a comedian is. Like there are other jobs where if you do them for long enough and you dedicate yourself yeah. to it, you can literally master what it is and go, well, I can replicate this every time. I know how to do this now. Yeah. Mm. Whereas comedy is not that, you know, and often even when you do master a joke or a moment or your persona or whatever, Comedy keeps moving on. I was going to say this. So if you step yeah. out for five years and come back and you're still doing it as exactly as well as you were five years ago, sorry, yeah. you're now behind the pack because comedy moved on without you. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a constant, constantly evolving art form. And so I think the same with aspirations. Your aspirations constantly evolve, right? Yeah, totally. So the minute you do things, I often say to people, the reason you start something doesn't have to be the reason you keep doing something. Right, yep. yeah. the things that I was interested in or thought I was interested in about comedy when I started mm. are far and away not the things I'm interested in about comedy now. But there's a whole bunch of other things about comedy mm. that I am interested in now that have kept me Going. doing comedy. Does yeah. that make yeah. sense? Yeah, of course. Like the, the those things that you could kind of list go, you know, the gala or going to Edinburgh yeah. or you know, get get nominated for an award or getting a, some sort of job or whatever. None of those things are particularly satisfying yeah however some of the work you do in that that's satisfying you know the reason i kept doing the festival is not because there's much more for me to kind of achieve in it in mm. that sense but yeah. but there's heaps more for me to achieve like yeah i feel like as a performer you know to continue evolving and i was that's why i was really happy with this year's show in the end because i felt like oh wow like the show taught taught me something about my comedy that's awesome. that i hadn't previously unlocked yeah totally and so for me that's where well that's really do i have aspirations like, yeah absolutely that's my 100 percent aspiration is to keep evolving yeah it's nice that that can out. still happen after yeah. 20 ish years in comedy as well well and it surprises you yeah too like what it is but it'd be refreshing i think as well to know that it's not like a stagnant art form and that you do have room to be like wow that's it oh no i think you can always get better totally I absolutely 100%. you'd hope so otherwise why would you keep going yeah but also that can be the thing that sometimes like you're like, why can't I just get get the best of the best of this, yeah. and then just kind of be the best of this? Yeah, like, but I guess that replicate is... the best of this. Yeah, this yeah. Good. But I guess that's kind of like the the not fulfilling part of it because you know that there's always room to grow. Yeah, like there's no ceiling for you to hit. Does it, just, and does that say something about comedians up. in general, their personality, or the comedians that stick at it? At least is that like a? I think. Well, I think life in yeah. general is like that though. Fulfillment is such a hard thing to like. Yeah. Truly, what what is true fulfillment? You know what I mean. Oof. Unless you choose to be, unless you choose to be fulfilled in the moment that you're in, then yeah. you're not going to yeah. feel it because you're always there's always something more. Yeah, yes. I don't want to become too wall calendar, but if you're not, <laughs> but if you're not, I think I've just yeah. I've done that. But if you're not like satisfied with the journey, yeah, then yeah. the destination is never ever going to be For sure. rewarding yeah. enough. That's I, what I would. say. The amount I, of people that in the last. 12 months of running my open mic room the amount of people that have come to me and been like oh so how do i do this not like how do i do an open mic how do I, it's how do i become a comedian is there anyone here watching me is there anyone like someone literally was like oh so who's here that can scout me and i'm like oh buddy no no like i <laughs> but, mean but not even that which is like the, the i think i would go a step further because i mean people ask me for advice all the time and i hesitate to give it not out of like I'll give some general advice, but yeah. because I think that everybody's journey is 
completely individual and different. But the best advice that I could give to people is you're going to be shit for ages. Yeah, for so long. The people who, even when you think you're being good early on, like when you have those gigs that you nail, you will later look back and realise just how shit you were (laughs) back then, even when you thought you were good. So you don't want anyone to see you. Yes. While you shit, this is the that is your that's training that's pre-season. Yeah, you don't. The worst thing that could possibly happen in your first hundred gigs is there's someone in the room who wants to scout you for something. Because if you have a great gig at gig it's number true. seventy, yeah, and nail it, and they whack you on a TV show yeah. or whatever that you're not ready, capable ready. of doing, yeah. Yeah. you'll get burnt more by that experience. Yep. than you will by waiting another six months to get I, ready. I looked at him as someone who got picked up very early. Yeah, and maybe it was who knows. Not the best? Well, I mean, I'm going to go down a different path now, so... Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, I think that I I would always say to people, that's your time to make your mistakes. Absolutely. That's your time to not get locked into a persona. Yeah. That's your time to experiment with a whole bunch of ways of doing what it is you do. Because you might go, I'm a one-liner person or I'm doing physical comedy. I'm like, you know, this world now where you look at, you know, what Tom Walker's doing or what Debbie Lardner does or what a whole range of people are doing different things. Mm. But it isn't necessarily what they were doing no. When they first started doing comedy. Well, Tom Very Walker true. especially was a terrible stand-up. Yeah. yeah. Very bad. I, I mean, I remember doing gigs with him in Sydney. Yeah. And now seeing his show now, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So different. <laughs> yeah. But that's part of, like, imagine if he'd, like, been, had a couple of really good stand-up gigs. He's yeah. a handsome guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, someone chucks him into, you know... And this is, by the way, absolutely no respect to Tommy Little, who I admire greatly. But I could imagine somebody going, oh, he's a guy who could be you a could Tommy that, Little that, type, yeah. host yeah. these big commercial things. He's handsome. He's yeah. doing some stand-up, whatever. And that just would have been the wrong thing for... That's the right thing for Tommy to yeah. do because he does a great job of doing yeah. that. But it would have been the wrong thing for Tom to do yeah. Yeah. You know, with what he is, is great at. So yeah. that idea that, no, just do every gig. Do every shitty gig. Learn everything that you can possibly do. Yeah. Like... If there's two people there, learn how that feels. If there's 10 people. But I had a guy message me the other day. He goes, I'm doing a lot of gigs in places where they didn't know there was going to be comedy on. How do I get the attention of people who weren't there for comedy? Don't develop those skills. No. Don't ever don't – con- don't concentrate on developing skills. I said – I actually said to him, I said, mate, the best thing – no one in the world can do that. No. Like Robin Williams could come back from the grave yeah. and like pop into an RSL where somebody's trying to watch the footy and, and they'd bomb. still want to watch the footy. You <laughs> Absolutely. Know what I mean? like, you don't 100%. need those skills. Yeah. yeah. You need the skills to get good enough as a comedian that you're not playing those gigs yes, anymore. Yes, yeah. exactly that. But just use them as training, you know, and all that is training. And I still think to this day – it's all training. Like, yeah. you know, the amount of times that I will just go and do something, try something, yeah. see if it works. And you can get really locked into Once you become a, like an established performer, it can actually be really constrictive on you taking risks because you're always... Because everyone's yeah. expecting you to always yep. be amazing. And, and it's hard to try something, hard yeah. to get something wrong because then people will go, oh, yeah, I saw yeah, blah, 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 and that was shit. Yeah. You know, so before people know who you are... Mm. Be, try, try things. Yeah. Try everything. Yeah. You know, this is your great time to do good gigs, do shit gigs, try doing your material in completely different ways. Yeah. Work the with other people. Low, the stakes so. are low. This yeah. is all stuff yeah. that will be handy to you later. And also the amount of people like open micers these days that put all of their sets up on YouTube. Oh, stop it. I want to. <laughs> Take it down. <laughs> people send Delete me link, it. People send me links to them. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. I've got gala <laughs> sets I don't want on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Not only yet. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't share it. Delete it. Don't share yeah, it. Yeah, that's my advice. I've yeah. seen your clip and here's my advice. Delete, delete it. <laughs> Erase it from the internet. Yeah. Find yeah. Julian Assange. Get him to be able to hack in and erase all trace of it. Yep. I 100% agree. Yeah. It is now yep. time for the section of the show we like to call hypothetically yes, Will. Yep. So I will ask you a hypothetical question based on our chats today specific to you. Mm. Are you ready? Has she come up is with that something? It? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, the are you is, ready? Are you ready? I mean, yeah. hypothetically, yes. A, uh, no, Will, it's would a, you it's rather... It's a therapy question. Very open-ended. So are you ready? What do you mean? For what? I mean, for life? For therapy? Am I ready for today? What are you, hang on. Uh, Red no, Rooster? This, what am I ready for? I this, <laughs> this question may either be harder or, or easier than that, depending okay. on how cool. you feel. Okay, so, Will, would you rather mm-hmm. uh, every time you go to the movies from now on, you don't get any popcorn? Mm-hmm. You absolutely cannot have it. You can't have popcorn outside of the movies either. No more popcorn. Okay? Wow. Or brutal life. Or once a week, you have to go to Ringers. <laughs> So Ringers is closed. No, no, like we'll they're going to re- reopen it yes. for this hypothetical yes. situation. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so like it'll be like it, it and, and so, from from the and like now, 90s is Ringers as well. in sale still. So will I have to go to sale once a week as well? I think. Or do I? Is Ringers like more local to me no. in this hypothetical scenario? I wanted to make the hypothetical like because even if you're overseas, yeah. Like I ringers start to come will back be to, there. Oh, ringers will be with me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but maybe... No, you have to go. <laughs> but maybe it is better. No, no, no. Also you, actually, have to, you have to go to sale. Once oh, a week. Yeah. No, and, pop, uh, so, so not that one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. <laughs> no popcorn. <laughs> so no... But what if, what if it came to you? If ringers came to me? Yeah. Nah, still. still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I can live without popcorn. All I right. love popcorn. Yeah. But I could also yeah. live in a world without popcorn. But I could yeah. not live in a world where <laughs> I had to go to sale once a week or live in a world where I had to go to Ringers. And Ringers even just if Ringers follows you around? <laughs> yeah. God. That'd be even worse. Because mostly when you Probably, go overseas, yeah. you want to leave your past behind. <laughs> yeah. Like if some nightclub that you used to go to when you were in high school was just like, what's that spare room? Oh, don't go in there. Yeah. No one no, wants to toi- hang out with you The toilet's anymore. the second one. The second one. Don't, don't open that. That's that's. Ringers, don't go in the tent. Yeah, why that- are they playing? I want your sex by George. Don't go in there. Can I hear Cream by Prince? Don't go in there. It's okay, son. It's actually a good song. Listen yeah, yeah, to we can listen to that, but don't. Yeah, all right. I love that. <laughs> but no popcorn. Done. All right, fair enough. Um, all right. Also, Last- you, you used to have to wear um, uh, like this was the, the great irony of Ringers oh, no. was because it was such a non-classy place, but you used to have to wear nice shoes. Like oh. it was back in that era where to get into, shirt. yeah, college yeah. shirt, yeah. nice shoes. That is also, yeah, 21st yeah. as well. So I, um, no, nah, I'm not putting on yeah. a nice pair of shoes <laughs> nah. once a week. That's Absolutely. No, no, no thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, final question. Yes. Last question that we ask of all the guests. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts on Spider-Man, Will? We know some of them already. Yeah. True. Well, With, without any in-game spoilers. Um, so, okay. General thoughts. Like Spider-Man, the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, in a kind of movie sense, uh, I, um, yeah, we haven't been greatly served necessarily by Spider-Man movies. Although I like the, like the first couple of the Sam Raimi ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Sam Raimi as a director. Um, I always liked Spider-Man, the character from the comic books, because my favorite comic book character was Daredevil and Daredevil and Spider-Man were sort of in a shared, shared universe. So, 
um, I was a, a fan of that. And then I kind of fell out of love with the Spider-Man with a... In this era where suddenly we got such a... Because in the old days, if you like comic books, you basically got like Batman, Superman, yep. Spider-Man, yep. right? But then we had this brand new era where all these other you know, characters that hadn't been... Yeah. Like, you know, I, I just don't want to see, you know, a Spider-Man origin story over and over. And yeah. I was kind of like, I, I was getting a bit stuff. bored. Yeah. And then Tom Holland, I think, is amazing. Yes. Uh, and I liked um, Home, Homecoming. That was the first one, wasn't it? Yep. And... Uh, but I loved more than anything uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, my God, it's so I thought good. it was probably almost the best movie I saw last last year. Yep. It, I thought it was just a stunning piece of storytelling. Yep. Um, went and saw it at the movies, ate some popcorn. <laughs> That's not allowed anymore, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, and so now definitely back in love with Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, won't say, again, no spoilers, mm-hmm. but there is a Spider-Man moment that I cried at. I cried, I think, four times during I'm gonna the three hours. I'm going to cry so much. Probably, I'm yeah. Cry so I, I, I cry all the time. I was and watching, I'm cry so uh, I know you've had Nick Mason from uh, The Mason. Weekly Planet yes. on this. And um, I was watching their review they did of uh, the spoiler free review they did post mm. uh, the screening the other night, which yep. was an hour later. And they, in their little review that I was watching last night, they mentioned, we ran into one person who cried. We didn't really get... And I was like, oh, God, that's me. I told them, <laughs> I told, like, they, they didn't mention it was me, but I was watching it going, Great. like, oh, God, I cried that's as me. Well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I cried four times. We can compare what times we cried. But there is one, <laughs> there is one particular... There's one Spider-Man moment that, yep. I, that I definitely cried at. So, yes. <sighs> like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, good, good in my heart at the moment. Awesome. So. It's nice yeah. that it's... Like these the, these series of films have like rejuvenated that. Yeah, love if you had told like nerds in that or comic book readers in the eighties that Iron Man <laughs> was going to be like huge, they they would not have because Iron Man was never like the Iron big Man. character. I mean, that was the thing when it first started. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about a movie franchise. Robert Downey Jr. was essentially famous at that time for you know doing drugs yep. and um, you know sleeping on strangers. House, you know, couches yep. broken into their houses. Yep. They're doing Iron Man, which is a character that no one really cared. No about. one really knew or cared about. Yep. And it kind of started all of this. And Robert Downey Jr. was smart enough to take points in Absolutely. every movie that he appears in. So yep. turns out he's doing fine. I think he's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he actually gets seven buckets of popcorn every film that he goes. <laughs> wow. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think insane. he's doing. I think he's well. fine, Robert. Downey <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. No, my pleasure. Yeah. Thank really you for appreciate me. it. It's been a blast. Thank you so much. Have a great um, yeah. overseas trip. Last how long before are you for? Nine to twelve months. Nine to twelve. Okay, yeah, nice. It's depending. It's money dependent. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it depends how many popcorns I buy at the movies when we go there. But yeah, yeah hopefully minimum nine months. Is there anywhere that you can earn money on the way? Is there like potential for I you assume to, be you're able to work and stuff? Money for the Malaysia gigs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But can, so, you, can you do other work? Are you, is there places maybe, anywhere you can Maybe, but I don't really to? want to. Want to? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah okay. Like we've we've saved. We yeah. have money. Um, okay. Don't steal it, anyone <laughs> listening, please. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the idea is to not work. But maybe in in the Netherlands, we'll work somewhere. Okay. Nice. Maybe. Nice. We don't know. I still owe you money for gigs. Hey, hey. I'm gonna make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'll just I'll just maybe I won't pay you until like the end and then no, you're I'd like, like hey, um, you. <laughs> I'm out of money. Can you pay me for those gigs finally? Yeah, it'd be good that uh, they'd be finding fifty dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Pocket. Pocket yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you, so yes, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean...
if you want. It's, it's up to you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.